0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Radio. Welcome to the program everybody. You're listening to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight on Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. I'm your host, Jackie Balestra. Thank you for tuning in. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and there is no better place to do just that. This segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions. A local advertising agency, Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, To online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management and loyalty promotions, you name it and your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, your Actualized Visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is, is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your Actualized Visions at three one zero four one three eight seven seven three to learn more about what your Actualized Visions can do for you and your company? Visit the website at youractualizedvisions dot com. Your Actualized Visions. Your dreams today, not someday. You can learn more about the show and listen to prior episodes on Facebook at f- facebook.com forward slash the South Bay Show or on my website, southbaybyjackie.com. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on the South Bay Show, and this morning we're switching things up a bit and keeping it in-house Our guest is our very own Deanne Chase, founder and principal attorney at Chase Law Group and co-host and producer of this, the South Bay Show. Now, Deanne is a business attorney and strategic uh, strategic business growth expert who works with entrepreneurs and business owners to create proper legal structures that form the foundation for a successful business. She's practiced law for over 20 years and has appeared in virtually every courthouse in Southern California defending businesses of all sizes against lawsuits. DeAnne is passionate about sharing her wealth of legal knowledge to help business owners avoid costly mistakes and lawsuits. She has been honored as a woman of entrepreneurship by Co-America Bank and Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Lakers and has received many commendations for her dedicated dedication to small business. More recently, her firm was nominated as the Best Law Firm for Small Business in the small, uh, Best of Small Business Awards, Which celebrate business visionaries. Now, Deanne has a remarkable ability to cut through the uncertainty and confusion experienced by many business owners when it comes to legal issues. She is a frequent speaker to groups large and small, has participated on many expert panels, and has been featured as a guest on several podcasts and radio programs. She has created a broad range of products and programs that help business owners incorporate manageable legal structures and systems into their businesses. Now, this morning. Deanne is going to discuss post-COVID business practices in the South Bay. She'll be talking about what local businesses are currently doing to comply with the ever-changing regulations regarding COVID-19, as well as PPP financing. This is my co-host, people. Good morning, Deanne, um, or should I call you counselor today? (laughs) Good
1: morning. You know, I'll answer to both.
0: I'll
1: answer to both, right? Yeah. yeah, glad to be
0: glad to I, be here I, and
1: and to share some information on you know what's going on in the South Bay for business and and legal issues in particular.
0: Yeah, there's a ton of stuff going on. As a matter of fact, there's so much information being thrown around out there. I, I mean, seriously, I I don't know where you start if you're sm- if you're well, small or large. But uh, we're we're talking about you know the small business owner. The the larger businesses have more assets you know they have resources. people that can handle yeah resources that's it yeah and smaller yeah. businesses as we know when you own a small business you're not just doing your business you have to be an accountant you have to be an attorney you have to be an insurance agent you have to you have to deal with so much stuff so you're going to take right. us, us through it this morning so where is a good place to start well where to start right
1: that <laughs> isn't that the question yeah. that so many yeah. business owners yeah. are asking these days is where do I start, you know? And um, and uh, these days I've been really focusing on what it takes to be a legally savvy business owner. That's kind of something. That's a little. There's programs I'm talking about, and I'm putting together a membership for small business owners to kind of come together into a a community to become a legally savvy business owner. And and I think it's it's really um, applicable to what we'll be talking about today because for me. What that means is what it means to be a leg- legally savvy business owner is to have practical knowledge of legal issues that imp- impact your business, right? And, um, mm-hmm. and so I usually just start out by telling business owners that he, in order to do that, you want to do three things. Number one, you want to spot the issue, right? That's s- some of the problem that I see sometimes in my day-to-day business practices If people don't even spot the issue until they have a problem. So you want to spot the little uh-huh. issue. And then i say you want to go to the source because, you know, there's so much information out there on the Internet. And so I think when a business owner is trying to figure out where to start, they want to go to a reputable source. And that's usually like, you know, for labor issues, it's the Department of Labor, you know, go to the Cal Chamber, go to, you know, the, the directly to the CDC website on a lot of these issues because they have fantastic you know, FAQs that can answer so many mm-hmm. of your questions. Frankly, that's usually where I start. And then I say the third the third thing you want to do is you want to seek out and follow competent legal advice,
0: <laughs> right? That's a that's yeah. mouthful right there. Um, you know, let's just put it out there, Deanne. If, just because it's on the Internet, it doesn't make it true. That, that should not be your first right. place to go. For for mm-hmm. facts, right? It's, right? And and uh, uh don't necessarily listen to uh your friends as far as legal advice goes. I, as you're saying, go to the source, yeah. go to somebody that knows what the heck they're talking about, right? Yeah, because I mean what what, what
1: too many business owners is they, they do is they go to the of course they Google and then what mm-hmm. you find is there's so much information out there that it's after a while, you know, your eyes start to cross because because the information crosses. So, like, you know, you read something one place that says, oh, do that. And then, you know, somebody else says, oh, you don't want to do that. You know, you want to do this. And, and yeah, I mean, a lot of times they're just, just people who don't really know what they're talking about or people who are just trying to, you know, catch you and then not kind of mm-hmm. provide you with the backup of information. So, you know, of course, you know, I, I think um, what, what makes me kind of um, – kind of tied to the South Bay is I have roots here, right? You know, and, and for mm-hmm. me, I'm, you know, I'm, I've am i had my law practice here for over 10 years. I've practiced over 20. I live here in the South Bay. You know, I love our local community, our businesses. And I think, you know, I'm kind of, I'm tied into our wonderful South Bay community, which is really about supporting each other and sharing information. And I think that that's, that that's a, a you know, it's a good place to start. Um, and so um, that's why, you know, I love talking to business owners about all the legal stuff that they usually don't want to be talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. And so, you know, so a lot of issues
1: kind of going on that I um, that I thought we could talk about today is, of course, of course, a lot of COVID, um, you know, how to protect, you know, how businesses protect themselves, how to get some funding that sort of thing and then i thought it would be good to talk about just basic legal issues that you know in in the in kind of in the realm of covid you kind of forget about the fact that there are other legal issues you need to be complying with like sexual harassment training and handbooks and all that good stuff for their employees and and really solid contracts and then i thought we could finish up with just providing some resources
0: oh boy do we do we really have to deal with sexual harassment training during covid I, you know it's, it's we just, do there's so much I know I know but there's so much going on that you forget you forget about all of the other day-to-day things that you have to handle uh, oh man right. yeah right it's, it's, yeah exactly. it's a lot exactly.
1: business owners are yeah I mean they're trying to you know they don't even know if, if their business is going to be open today or if you know there's going to be an order come around that oh now suddenly their business is closed and then on top of that you know they've got um you know you you look around and our businesses are struggling with you know they've been closed for a long time we really need to support our local businesses really really critical we've always talked about shopping local but this is so so important now it's like um i went into um, tabula rasa i was talking to maureen who owns that down in downtown manhattan beach She's a beautiful store with wonderful, wonderful things. My daughter turned 18, so I went shopping, you know, and I'm like, I just want to spend my money local. And and she was saying how difficult it's been because, you know, the businesses was close, you know, was closed for so long and they were being very innovative, which so many businesses have to be. It's like they're being innovated with, you know, order online and pick up curbside and all that kind of thing. But, you know, they've got all these businesses now have to deal with, Social distancing you know amongst their customers mm-hmm. and their employees, and face masks and oh and and that another thing that was interesting is is I was just kind of going into all the shops downtown Manhattan Beach, and like you walk in the door and the the shop owners have hand sanitizer right as you walk in the door, and they have a station right. set up like literally you can't enter any any store without hitting this hand sanitizer. You know some of them have extra face masks, that sort of thing. I mean, they are going above and beyond to make shopping a safe
0: experience yeah that well we're- see, yeah that, that's that's the whole thing if they want to stay open because the threat of another complete shutdown is looming over us still um, right as a matter of fact, I've heard some rumors, other people have heard some things that uh they're talking about the county or I don't know maybe the state. Just shutting down everything again completely, the beaches, businesses, everything yeah. they're talking they're talking yeah, about going of back coming, to it go ahead ahead
1: from it's coming from the state, you know for the most part um you know governor newsom is is really kind of clamping down and then it all kind of spills downward, right but um yeah. but it's it you know it's scary, and the thing is i don't I personally don't think that people are gonna. Do it again, (laughs) you know. No matter what anybody (coughs) tells them, I you know I think as I I think we've talked about before. Jeannie's kind of out of the bottle, right? It's like that level of people, you know.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. I have I have this roundtable Zoom meeting I do every Sunday evening uh, with an interesting group of people. I'm not going to say who, Um, but um, we were talking about this this past Sunday about another complete shutdown. And I I know people aren't going to want to hear this, but if they do that, if they shut down our businesses and, and, and and beaches and parks and everything else again, I believe, and I know this is not going to sit right with a lot of people, but they got to shut down protests as well, because you can't tell me that all the protests we've had the last two months has not been a leading cause of spreading this virus, and if no, they I really know. want to shut it down, I mean, I've heard from different people a two to three week period, shut it down, don't leave your house. If you have to, wear a mask, hand sanitizer, whatever. I've heard it that you want to shut it down. You're going to have to do it for two to three weeks, and if we do that, you can't have thousands of people marching in the streets, yelling and screaming. <laughs> so I know oh, that's I not know. very Amer- I, I, It's not very American, but if you're going to get real about it you have to get real across the board. So that's just my two cents. Well on no that's that. a but good let's point. Continue. And I mean
1: that's a that's a discussion <laughs> for another day. But it's true to say that our American, you know, foundation is based on, you know, peaceful assembly and protest and but, you know, but our our government, you know, it's built into the constitution that our government can place limits on our ability to assemble that are reasonable. Right? And and so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think It's true to say. I think, frankly, those protests and having people march, you know, and and take off their masks to yell, which just puts all that into the air. Right. You know, that that sort of thing just really, um, I think that was part of what really kind of opened the gates. People are like, wait a minute here. (laughs) You know, I'm staying in my house, you know. (laughs) I'm I'm going stir crazy, but it's okay, you know, if, if it's so, so dangerous for me to even step outside my door without a mask, how is it that all these people can, you know, as, you know, march and with masks or not and bullhorn? They're, like so, they're, they're screaming.
0: They're screaming and all screaming. those moisture droplets are coming out of their mouths and spreading yeah. all over everybody else. Yeah. So if we're going to do that, yeah. we've got to get real and do it across the board. But uh, we don't want that. We don't want that. So c- continue what, right. what you were saying about the businesses. Yeah, so about the businesses, you know, um
1: there are all these different levels that the businesses have to deal with, right? So um we'll talk about the federal the federal level and that sort of thing. But like I said, a lot of the restrictions are coming from the state. And so it's really important for the um you know, for businesses to kind of keep keep up with what's coming through the state. And um in the South Bay they're doing this Safe in the South Bay pledge. Have you heard about that? Yes. The state, I have, the safe I, have South I, bo- Bay.
0: I I is that uh, is that through Beach City's Health District?
1: Is uh, that, I think is that so. who put it Yes,
0: yes, yes. Yeah, and I think then we have them. On, we had them on the show. We had them on the show a couple a couple of weeks ago to to discuss that, right? We had we had Tom and uh, Lauren on to discuss that, right? Right. I'm not They talked old.
1: about some other things, but I don't think they. T-
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Deanne, are you there? I can't hear you. Deanne, Deanne is has disappeared. Where's Deanne? Deanne, um, did you protect. put your mute button on? Oh, th- there you are. There you are. What? Can you hear me? Go Sorry. On. Yes, I can. I yeah, can hear so, you. Now. That's okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, but basically, um, the uh, yeah, I think it's promulgated by the Beach Cities Health District. But it's like you know, the businesses can comply with these protocols that are coming out through. It says in accordance with the County of Los Angeles Healthcare um, Officer Order that they can take these pledges to show that they are enforcing the use of face coverings, practicing social distancing, you know, all these sorts of things. And um, so that's that's a great way for the businesses to come together and for the our you know our communities to you know, to venture out and feel like they're doing it safely. So, I mean, you know what? I have to say, frankly, that this is the time more than ever to be a member of a chamber of commerce. Our chamber of commerce has been rocking it with information coming out there.
0: I know. I know, I I know. And as I've mentioned... As I mentioned on the show before, I'm getting it from 13 different chambers because, I, you know, I get all the uh, – I'm on everybody's press release list, and so I get that oh, same man. information from every chamber in the South Bay. So, yeah, they, they have been. They've been killing it, actually.
1: They really have. And, again, you know, that's for our business owners. You know, I've heard – you know, I'm past chair of the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce, so that's kind of like near and dear to my heart, but – um But, but even, but when I was heavily involved in, in that chamber in particular, you know, people would always say whether they're, you know, a business owner would say, oh, you know, should I join my, a a chamber? What's the benefit? What have you? It's like, look, lowest, lowest common denominator of owning a business is at least be a member of the chamber in the city in which your business is located, right? At a minimum. Mm -hmm. And a lot of residents don't realize they can join a chamber too. You don't have to own a business to, to be a member of a chamber. So, my law firm, we're, we're, um, we're members of four chambers, um, you know, Elsa Segundo, Manhattan, Hermosa, Redondo. And, um, and I was, and I just recently helped Lomita chamber, you know, get set up with Heidi Mm -hmm. Budstein over there is doing a, a fabulous job. But, um, but that is where the critical information is coming. You know, they, they are connected like each chamber is connected to like, you know, the the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. And, and Cal Chamber is fantastic when it comes, particularly when it comes to, um, you know, when you're running your business and you want to deal, if you want to comply with all of the labor laws. Um, Cal Chamber, I tell every business owner, you should be a member of Cal Chamber. Um, because mm-hmm. it's got amazing, re- again, it's about going direct to a reputable source, Right. Your Chamber of Commerce is a reputable source. The Cal Chamber is a reputable source. So start there, you know, and get, get the information that you need, definitely.
0: You know, one of the things that I've been getting from uh, the Chambers uh, every week is the phone call information. Uh, every week the L.A. Department of Public Health has been having uh, phone calls. Uh, I don't know what the term is. It's not a Zoom call. It's call-in and you're, you're muted until you, you, you ask a question, you know, they, they you know, you can, you can ask a, a question, but they're, they're doing every day of the week. They do a different phone call for a specific business. So, you know, Monday it might be restaurants, Tuesday it might be retail, Thursday it might be uh hospitality, you know, that sort of thing. And these are calls where you can mm-hmm. get on the phone and hear directly from the person in charge at the department of health about what issues are affecting your specific business as of, you know, that day, um, which have been incredibly helpful. And I know that all of our local chambers, uh, some member of the chamber is on those phone calls every week, listening to the information so that they can Mm -hmm. share it with their members. Yeah. 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 And I I would imagine you, somebody in your office might be on it as well.
1: Every once in a while yeah i try I try to attend some of those calls and uh and keep up with with everything that's going on and then just like I said, really following, I know that the again i we we're also busy right I mean, yeah, I'm running a business, running a family, all that good good stuff and and it's like, look, why do the lake work yourself if you can rely on somebody mm-hmm. you know is doing it right so I yes. don't necessarily always make the calls, but I know that my local chambers are going to put the information out there, you know? And yes. Uh, yes. so I just, I just been really watching all the, the jam. In fact, I'm looking at my inbox right now and I've got, you know, all these different chamber links and all this great information. But, um, but I think that that kind of segues into, um, you know, figuring out how these businesses can get some money, you know?
0: Mm. And, um mm-hmm.
1: I was just looking at um, Lomita Chamber in particular has, you know, um, some information about how small businesses can get, you know, micro enterprise loans and and grants and small business relief. That's the the LA Regional COVID nineteen Recovery Fund that um, that Lomita Chamber put out some information about. Um, so, you know, I think I think business owners, you know, need to take a look around and. and figure out where to get the money and of course the you know what what every business owner should be looking at if they haven't already is to get it getting the the PPP funding the paycheck Pro- protection program funds you know have you heard about that mm-hmm. the PPP I
0: have heard about I I have heard about it and I've also heard about uh, some issues people are having with it because I guess originally just the the main part of it is to the, the the government will give you funds to keep your people on the payroll, even if they're not working. Is that the gist of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's I, a huge
1: I, benefit. Yeah. So basically, yeah. I mean, you, it's it's payroll centric, but there are avenues for people who don't have payroll who are self-employed to also get some funds. So they've kind of opened it up to, Uh, people who are self-employed and independent contractors, but primarily it's based on, yeah, on payroll and payroll funding. So uh, what people need to know is that the deadline to apply for a PPP loan is coming up August 8th of this year. So coming up. And um, and when the PPP first came out, um, there were a lot of issues. Like first off, uh, when it first came out, everybody thought this money is going to be gone so fast. So people were rushing to get their PPP applications in. Like as soon as the banks were opening, you know, where do I apply for a PPP loan? Because, of course, I mean, the, the key to the PPP loan is the forgiveness aspect. I mean, basically, if you, you get funding, um, however much you get, if, if you spend it in a very specific way, then essentially it becomes a grant that you don't even mm-hmm. need to pay back. And so it's, it's really about kind of keeping up with the calculations on how you use these funds to be able to get forgiveness, right? And so when the PPP first came out, you had eight weeks to spend the money. And you had to spend 75% of the money that you got on payroll, right? And then but the problem was at that point in time, a lot of businesses were still closed. <laughs> you know, right. or, or just starting to phase back in, and people are like, "Well, how can I spend seventy five percent of the money on payroll when my people are out?" So, um, right. so they, uh, the government, um, the federal government, uh, President Trump, and, and it was a bipartisan effort to uh, to to um, they passed what's called the the P- Payment Protection Program Flexibility Act on June 5th of this year. And what that did is extended the time that you have to spend the money from eight weeks to 24 weeks or December 31st of this year, whichever is earlier. So people really need to keep track. I mean, you really, if you're going to get these PPP funds, you really need to, to make sure you're, <laughs> you, you use it, to get the maximum amount of forgiveness, right? Um, you want to, you want to spend it in the right way. Um They they loosened up payroll costs to say now you have to spend 60% instead of 75% on payroll, and you can and and then it it was for non-payroll expenses you had to use you could only get forgiveness on up to 25% of the loan proceeds, Um, but now you can use up to 40% of the loan proceeds on non-payroll expenses and still get forgiveness, but business owners need to know there are very, very specific limits as far as what non-payroll expenses you can use it for, you know, like rent and mortgage and very, very specific um, uh, things that you can use it for. And then for whatever's not forgiven, the repayment uh, period was extended from two years to five years. And I think the interest rates are as low as one to 2%. So, I mean, it's, it's, like the best money, the best money you can get <laughs> right now. And uh, so, uh, for any business owner that's saying, "Should I or shouldn't I?" Yes, you should. Do it now.
0: <laughs> do it now. Don't
1: hesitate. Do it now. Yeah. And then, where do you go to get you know this funding? Is you just go to any um, you know, any local bank that um, you know, that has a relationship with the SBA. There are a lot of community banks that are that you're able to get these funds through. Um, and of course, the, the biggies, but um, but that's that's what I'm telling every business owner is: look, you you want to really take advantage of this program because it's in place to help businesses succeed and and stay and stay in business. Frankly, uh, you know, during these very difficult times.
0: Yeah, um, <clears throat> let me ask you something because you mentioned earlier all of there are programs coming out of the woodwork. It's not just the government providing funds and grants and loans, but like Amazon has some sort of a grant program. Big companies are doing it. Counties are doing it. Cities are doing it. Um, I even, I thought I, I thought I heard someplace that some South Bay entity was doing it. So there, there is, you know, opportunity out there for a business owner. Um, and 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 it, this goes hand in hand with you know the same thing I've been hearing from people that have been trying to apply for, for unemployment. Uh, you might be on the phone for hours. You know, you could send in an application. You might not hear back for a long time. Uh, you know, it's it, nobody's saying it's particularly easy, but you're saying mm-hmm. by all means do do this, whatever it takes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There is money out there, like you said, in the South Bay. They're coming up with grant programs to help um, small businesses. I think we're going to have a guest on. Um, we're working on pulling a guest in in the next uh, month or so on that, so stay tuned. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there is money out there to be had. It's just that, you know, business owners kind of, you need to be y- y- vigilant <laughs> and, you know, and resourceful. Determined. But take
0: advantage of There are so many local resources. Determined, yeah. resourceful, vigilant. Um, be a pain in the neck is what you're saying. Get you know, just do that. Uh, listen, um, we're going to take a quick uh, station break here, um, and then when we come back, we'll go on to the next topic. This is all a bunch of great information. Uh, okay, everybody, I'm your host Jackie Balestra, and you're listening to the South Bay Show, a hyper local podcast that airs every Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. on Blog Talk Radio. The show features the many fabulous things to do, places to go, and people to know in our South Bay. From El Segundo to the Palos Verdes Peninsula, we cover it all. So be sure to tune in each week to keep up with what's going down in our beachside bubble. Now, this morning, uh, as I said, we're keeping it in-house. Our co-host and producer, Deanne Chase, from the Chase Law Group, is bringing us up to COVID. Is that the right term? Post-COVID? Uh, best business practices are we are we we're not post-covid but smack in the middle of covid best business practices and <laughs> it's it's relative like, <laughs> it's yeah <laughs> it's, yeah so it's so post-covid in yeah.
1: that in that covid has hit us and we're you know we're dealing with you know it's we're, after covid i should say yeah
0: yeah yeah so so she's sharing a bunch of very important information for all business owners large and small um we talked about going to the correct source for information uh, about joining your local chambers. We, we just spoke about PPE, the payment protection program. Are we going to continue with that? Or, or do we want to go on to the next, the next thing that business owners should, should know?
1: We're moving on. We're moving on. Cause there's a we're lot on. to talk about. And I we're moving on. Yeah. I think the important thing that people just need to know about the PPP is that they need to apply um, by August 8th, you know, and who knows August whether 8th. that'll get extended August 8th is the timeline. So if you're sitting on the fence, contact your local bank- banker and, um, and get in on that because that can be free, you know, free money. Um, and, uh, and doesn't need to be paid back if it's spent correctly. I think that's what people need to know. Um, but, okay. but like I said, There are, so, you know, Jackie, our firm, we work with all different kinds of small businesses. Like our clients range from anything like we have professional clients like dentists and occupational therapists and, you know, orthodontists and psychologists and a lot of different types of professionals, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, our professionals are dealing with, you know, providing services by, you know, telehealth. Services and that sort of thing. So uh, we right. have um, clients in the entertainment space where we have, you know, producers and who are complying with setting up their movie sets for for COVID. You know, with testing, um, testing, and a lot of different, you know, zones of you know who goes where because they've got actors who need to do their. You know their scenes without masks and that sort of thing so um so we're we've got a lot of different types of businesses we have um fitness you know fitness studios, yoga studios um that sort of thing, and there are a lot of their you know their facilities are open they're closed they're you know health you know gym and fitness and that sort of thing are now closed again, but so they're you know giving lessons and doing sessions and classes online. Um so I think I, I think it's just important to, again for businesses to really know that they have to be um they need to be on top of what is specific to their particular um type of business as far as what they're required to do and um and be innovative in trying to you know kind of take these these services to different um you know different different levels of service I should say
0: I, I see where you're going with this. I see where you're going with this. Are we going to talk about liability?
1: <laughs> yes, we are. Yes,
0: okay. We are. All right. This is a big thing. Big issue. This is a big issue.
1: Yeah. So, um, yes, we're talking about protecting. Businesses really need to protect themselves, right? And in this day and age, um, there are a lot of things that, that they, a lot of steps that they can take. And so, you know, and just going back to your traditional business fundamentals, like we talked about with COVID and everything, um, pe- you know, the business owners actually, they have to keep their eye on the ball, right? And and they also need to take extra steps to protect themselves, protect their uh, employees. And, and the way uh, business owners can do that is first off, you want to have insurance, a lot of it. Right, first yeah. off, I'm a huge proponent of insurance, but um, because for the first ten years of my career i um I defended businesses that were being sued, and I say in virtually every courthouse in southern california but um but it was because insurance companies were paying were paying my bill because if you haven't a good policy of insurance that provides coverage you know, a claim needs to be potentially covered under the insurance policy, the insurance carrier will pay for a lawyer to defend you, which I, I don't know mm-hmm. if a lot of people realize how important that is. So, um, so really important, especially now with uh, different um, issues, you know, you've got, you should have, a, every business should have a good commercial liability insurance policy, just a basic commercial business policy. And then on top of that, um, if you have employees, you need workers' comp and um, and all of these sorts of things, and um, and I think that's the, where I'd like to go next is before COVID, you know, going into twenty in twenty twenty, um, the big talk was AB five, and um, AB five is the um, the statute that was passed by the California Assembly. I want to say it was end of last year and um, and basically that um, that bill really changed the landscape of who qualifies as an independent contractor in the state of California
0: oh yes so, yes i re- I remember that they did pass that right remember
1: remember how horrible it is for business Well, guess what it's not gone away during this whole time Oh. Yeah, I know, and this is the problem. So for me, what I see a lot of is people now, I mean, business owners now at least are familiar with AB5 and know that it exists, but a lot still don't. And basically what um, what AB5 said is essentially every worker you hire, you know, in your business to, to do work for you is presumed to be an employee. That's, you know, so okay, any time okay. you hire like, someone...
0: You're, you're- so you're talking about a small business, uh, let's say a shopkeeper in Manhattan Beach. They hire somebody to come by once a month and clean their windows. They hire somebody to come in and do their books once a month. They hire mm-hmm. somebody to come in and uh, uh, paint their building. So these are all right. what used to be referred to as independent contractors. And now you're what you're telling us is –
1: Everyone is presumed to be an employee first unless, in the first instance, they pass pass basically a three-part test. And it's called the ABC test. And you need to meet all all three of the, the factors for someone to qualify as an independent contractor. So if you take the painter, for example, so you have a local shop and you hire someone to come in, and do your painting well that that person providing painting services you know if you're just a retail shop selling you know hats and shirts then a painter is you know outside of the usual course of business of the regular business you know of that shop Uh that's part b Um, part a is they need to be free from the control and the direction of the um, the hiring party in fact and by contract, so that means that you, when, you're, when you have this independent contractor relationship, you, you must have a written contract of some sort. And then the, the third part is that the person providing the services needs to be uh, engaged in an independently established ongoing business providing those same services. So if you have a retail shop and you hire a painter Like your example is you hired a painter. Mm -hmm. Well, the painter has to have their own independent painting business. So you can't just have your brother-in-law come in and paint. Right. So they need to have their own independently established painting business. They need to, um, you know, you can't tell them how to paint. They need to be able to do it on their own. And they would qualify as an independent contractor because painting is outside the usual course of your retail shop.
0: So, so wait 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 okay question 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 when you say yes, yes. an an established independent business of their own they have to mm-hmm. have a business license uh, what what else would would they have to have uh, they'd have to have a business license insurance um, uh, not they don't necessarily have to have a, a brick and mortar location but they have to be what what else falls under that other than like a business license.
1: So there are, um, in different aspects of AB5, either call for the, um, this, this independent business. The best case would be for the independent business to have their own LLC or corporation, so to have their own business entity, and to have their own business license. Like those are the two primary things. And then um, there, are, there are some exemptions. So the, the AB5 is still a complicated mess and um and anybody hiring independent contractors really still needs to be very careful because you have the three-part test the ABC test um but there are some situations where you don't have to meet all three prongs of the ABC test um and there are certain exemptions but the exemptions are exhaustive so um oh. so For example, you can have a regular business-to-business contracting relationship, right? but both of those businesses need to have their own business entity, which is an LLC or corporation, and they need to have their own business license plus a lot of other different factors, 11 different factors that must be met, all of them, to be able to fit within an exemption. Um, You have people who are providing, think about um, like marketing services, so uh-huh. if you hire someone that's providing high-level independent marketing services, they have their own marketing company. So in other words, you can't have someone in your, your business and you have like someone who's just working from home who doesn't advertise or hold themselves out as providing marketing. They're just like maybe, you know, someone who's working from home that, you know, you, you say, hey, can you help me with some social media or something like that? That's not an independently established business. Right. I mean, that individual at a minimum Uh, has to have a business license. There are just so many rules and that sort of thing that everyone needs to keep in mind. uh, So what I do is. okay. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Okay. So you can't have your niece uh, handle your marketing for you in her off time from school is what you're saying. She'd have to have her own established business because I know a lot of local businesses that just have a family member, you know, help them out with different things, everything from, you know, uh, doing their books to, as you said, marketing, uh, and other odds and ends, but just real quick, I know that there are a bunch of, uh, businesses that'll be exempt from this, but only be, I'm asking only because I've heard from a lot of musicians that had a real mm-hmm. big issue with this, uh, that basically, uh, every time they play a gig at a different place that there would be all sorts of paperwork and stuff involved. So, and then also I heard about, uh, uh uh, personal services, uh, hairstylists, nail techs, that sort of thing. Can you just give us a couple of examples of businesses that that are exempt from this?
1: Yeah, so, um, so musicians are an interesting um, lot because they were really hit hard. Um, exactly. It was like, you know, if you have a restaurant and you hired a band – you know, are you hiring a band or are you hiring, you know, five individuals who play an instrument? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, so, every, all these different types of businesses have tried for, you know, there are a lot of different industries that have come together and um, fought for uh, exemptions. Um, the musicians. What were one of the few industries which they have um, finally been able to, um, and I'm just kind of pulling it up as we're talking, but um, so basically the musicians were able to finally lobby for an exemption that goes into effect okay. January 1 of 2021. Um, and um, so, and, and I understand that they're still pending at this point in time. So it's it's really a, an ongoing thing as far as that goes, but the, so the musicians have reached a deal, um, and okay. they've they've gotten an AB five exemption, but um but but there are limits to that, and there are um, but there are many other different industries. There's um, if they're prof- they're very specific professional services. So if you're a dentist, if you're a physician. Uh, you can be exempt like if you if if like i've got clients who are dentists i just just talked to a, a client this last week who is a dentist who is a who works she, she works in many different dental practices she's hired as an independent contractor to provide dental services well because she's a dentist and so she's able to be hired whereas a dental assistant, for example, if a practice hires a dental assistant, that person must be an employee. So there are professionals. There are, you know, uh, freelance writers. You can, you know, there's still the limit on you can only submit 35 submissions to, you know, to one source in any given year to be still considered to be an independent contractor. So, I mean, the important wow. thing to know is in what what I do every time I talk to anybody who says, oh, I, you know, if that's when I hire them as a 1099. Well, if you hire someone as a 1099, I always say, you know, who are they, what services are they providing, that sort of thing. But as an, out of an abundance of caution, I, I tell any business owner that's hiring anyone as an independent contractor, that person must still have, I mean, they should, you should be hiring someone who has their own LLC or corporation and that at a minimum has their own business license. I mean, those are two things that are just a starting point but can go a long way in providing protection when you're hiring these individuals
0: okay you mentioned LLC a corporation what about things like like a DBA because I know a lot of hairstylists they're they're just a DBA how does that work
1: well a DBA is essentially the same as a sole proprietor right so a DBA Mm -hmm. is when you when you're doing business under a name that's Different than your own, but you haven't formed a separate business entity, and like an LLC, which is a limited liability company or corporation. So, um, so some of these exemptions allow for someone to be a sole proprietor. Um, but, but I still tell my clients that our business is hiring people that that they, they still they take on a lot of risks because an individual think about it, an individual can get injured, an individual. Can you know make a workers' comp claim, and in and, and it you know an individual could make a claim against a business saying they were misclassified uh, as an independent contractor when they were an employee, right? And and an individual can file a lawsuit against you. <laughs> Put it that way. That's not to say that someone who has their own LLC or corporation can't file a lawsuit against you, but you're in a much more defensible position. If you say, well, this isn't an individual, they, they have their own business entity, you know, they have their own independently established business. So for some of these exemptions, someone can still be, you know, a DBA, but, um, Mm -hmm. but for a business to protect themselves, I still say you don't want to hire someone who's a DBA. And if you're in business for yourself and you are a sole proprietor, that's why I tell people you should always form a business entity, you know, because it makes you more marketable in this in this mm. environment, you know, and, you know, form an, an LLC or a corporation, which is, you know, it's just a it's a separate legal structure. And, I you know, I think every business owner in the state of California should have a business entity anyway, because it allows you to establish corporate credit. It provides you with personal liability protection. It allows you to separate your personal from your business um, liabilities and uh, just for a lot of different reasons. But I think people right. need to, to take that step.
0: All right. All good advice.
1: A lot of information out there. Yeah. <laughs> A lot, a lot. So that's, yeah, so those are the things that I really wanted, you know, I really think people need to know is that, you know, take advantage of the PPP funding, know that AB5 is still in play, know that you still as a business owner, you know, you still need to, um, you know, if these independent contractors are truly employees, then you should have an employment program in place with the employee handbook. Um, You know, still require that businesses provide sexual harassment training, like I mentioned, if you have five or more employees, you need to provide an hour of sexual harassment training for any non-supervisory employee and two hours for supervisory employees. And you have that, to provide is this a,
0: training. To, is, is that a one-time thing, that one or two hours? Is that a one-time thing? Or is that it, or is it something you have to do annually? Or is it just something you do when you hire somebody new?
1: You have to do, well, see, that's tricky um you first off you have to make sure everyone is trained by January 1st of 2021 so everyone must have undergone training then it's annual training and if you hire someone you want to provide someone with that training within 6 months of the time that they're hired so right. uh, and then you want to you know it's <laughs> 1 hour for some you're right. It's and interesting. It's like, that's, the, that's, yeah, it, yeah, yeah,
0: it's interesting. And, and again, big corporations, big companies, they have the uh, resources to make sure that all of this stuff gets done in a timely manner, and you're adhering to the the guidelines and the rules. Uh, and, mm-hmm. But if you're a small business owner, you're in charge of all this stuff. Uh, it, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that. Um, my husband. This is interesting because my husband works in an office. And the office has been shut down completely since March, and um, mm-hmm. they actually, a couple of months ago, all met in the parking lot to do one of these. Tra- it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> sexual harassment training. It was a uh, oh uh, 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 I don't know what you call it racial um, oh like oh, a
1: discrimination gosh. training.
0: The yes, moment. yes, something like that. Yeah, it wasn't. It, they they do the sexual harassment one, um, uh-huh. at, once a year. And, um, but this this was a, a different one, and they all hung out in the parking lot, six feet apart from each other, masks on, uh, to get this training done. Cause it was I I don't know if that was a mandate from the government or if it was something that the company instituted. Um, but yeah, so they all went and hung out in their parking structure to do that. Yeah they that's, they a, that's, that's
1: probably job. a company thing. Right.
0: Yeah
1: they can't do it. Yeah, but but yeah, they can't do the But a lot of this can be online and you know, like again, you know, the chambers are a great resource. They're, you know, different um different chambers host these trainings and you know, I send all my employees when the when our local chambers do these uh sexual harassment trainings, I send all my employees mm-hmm. like, Oh and you you know, you pay for each person to go and and by the way as an employer you also have to pay the time for your employees to go. <laughs> right? You don't don't mm-hmm. just say, okay, go on your own time, you're on your own. You as an employer have to pay employees while they're doing the training. Um there's also online training. Again, that's why I say join Cal Chamber. Um you can do it, you know, do it online, especially in light of, of everything that's going on. But um yeah, but you still need to comply with these things as a business owner.
0: So much to do. So to, much to yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. Well uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so Joe I and- have a
1: uh yeah. So I have uh, you know, I have uh, an information um mm-hmm. that I that I do. I have if if someone were to text Biz Law, B I Z L A W to two six seven eight six. Um that's text Biz Law to two six seven eight six. I have a uh a free ebook that talks about the top five legal mistakes small business owners make. And then, you know, of course, you drop your email in that and you get put on my newsletter list. And then every month I send out a newsletter that has really critical topics that different business owners, you know, the business owners should be keeping in mind. So, um, like, one the topic for this month was COVID liability releases. You know, it's like if you have a business, can you – Prepare, you know, have people waive any claims of COVID-related against you when they use your, you know, your services. Yes, you can, um, but uh, but an employer, for example, cannot have such a waiver for their employees because an employer has an obligation to provide a safe workplace. So that's uh-huh. the topic of our newsletter this month. But um, but I'm always trying to incorporate into our newsletter some really really up to date type of issues that we see in our practice. So I just yeah. To I, always that wonder, as
0: a I always wonder how attorneys sleep at night with all of this stuff that you're responsible for getting your clients to be aware of. Uh, I I don't know <laughs> that I would ever sleep I or I'd have to sleep with a notepad by my desk because there would be so many things that would pop into my mind that I'm like, Oh, what about this? And what about that? But that is why, you should have an attorney, a business attorney. And that's what DN yes. does. And she knows what she's talking about. And I, I just want to mention one thing. It, this is I was thinking about this just before we hopped on the show this morning. I think it may have been the first time I met you. Um, several years ago, we were at Big Door Studios in El Segundo. Patrick... Maloney or Mahoney. I'm forgetting his last name. Maloney. Is it Maloney? Or Patrick Maloney. Maloney. Yeah. Yes. He 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 spoke on, was it business partnerships? I think it was. It was a very specific. Yeah, he does, he, a, lot a, lot he a, does a litigation side. Yeah, he
1: does. Yeah, right. he was on the litigation right. side of things. Right, yeah.
0: And afterwards, a group of us were talking, and as I said, I think that may have been the very first time I met you. And I think
1: so. You yeah, gave, I remember that.
0: Yeah. You gave me literally the best advice, business advice I've ever received. Do, do you remember really? what that was? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. You don't remember. Okay. I don't remember it. the way you said it. I, I'm not going to say it exactly the way you said it, but the way you said it, it just struck me like a lightning bolt okay. and I've never forgotten it. And it was basically don't bring on a partner to do something that you can hire somebody to do. Oh, don't give equity
1: to some to someone no, something you can was,
0: hire. Right. Don't give equity. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. And yeah. In other words, yeah, don't take and, someone
1: on as a partner when you could just hire someone to do it unless you, unless I, you, you really know that you need it and it needs to be well documented. That's what we, we draft those partnership agreements for you. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's,
0: that's great. Yes. that you
1: remember that. That's yeah.
0: I, oh, I, I'll never, I'll never forget that. You know, in, in my life, there have been, you know, less than half a dozen times over the years that somebody wiser than I gave me advice that it, it it's, it <laughs> has stuck with me. And this was one of them. And, and mm-hmm. it, you know, in my, in my killer situation, it really struck a chord. And I'm like, you're right, you're right. So um, mm-hmm. again, you know, Deanne is, Full of you know great information. Just everybody has to keep that in mind. All right. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's that's a that's a whole other talk that I give on just basic uh yeah basic businesses. You know partnership situations and what to keep an eye out for and you know key contracts for yeah. your business and trademarks and all of that. There's so many other areas that you want to be looking at for your your legal business health. That, you know.
0: Let, let 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 me ask you something. We we only have a few minutes left, but just uh, overall general thing. Uh, speaking of liability, I've seen and read quite a bit on the news about this that um, people are are talking. Maybe the government, if not the federal, maybe on a state level, uh, should think about doing some sort of you know liability thing across the board during covid regarding covid because there are already thousands of lawsuits you know out there because of something to do with covid cuz there there mm-hmm. just seems to be a lot of ways that that people can say you know take advantage uh of this situation oh, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. I was just curious do you do you foresee anything like that happening you know,
1: kind of a I general. So. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. You know, we'll watch for that. I mean, already what they've done for employers with their employees is they, you know, if you have an employee working at your uh, at your business and they contract COVID, then um, then it's presumed. <laughs> it does, this doesn't sound like a good thing. It's presumed that the employee contracted it at work. Which which employer mm-hmm. would like freak out? But it's good because then it's covered by workers' comp. So a, a, an employee's exclusive rene- remedy against their employer is for workers' compensation. So that's something that was passed to say, look, if you have an employee who contracts COVID, then then rather than have them sue you, they you know they make a workers' comp claim, which you know can increase your limits and what so have you. Good. But still, it's better. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's built in, and that's why we're drafting, um, we're drafting liability releases and waivers for our clients. Like I, like I said, for my entertainment clients, my fitness clients, it's like, you know, because it, it, who? How are you going to prove, right? There's no way to prove right. where someone right. contracted COVID. It's impossible. But of course, plaintiffs' attorneys are going to be, you know, be pulling these people together. And filing lawsuits against um, business owners, and I really do hope that we get some legislation that builds in that builds in some sort of a, you know, of a fund, and you know, across the board liability protection for business owners. So we'll be we'll be keeping an eye out for that. But that is kind of recently passed in the workers' comp area.
0: Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Okay, hey, uh, we gotta we gotta wrap it up here um, today. We've been talking with our own D.N. Chase. Uh, she knows everything there is to know about business law. You can visit the website at southbaybusinesslawyers.com. Deanne, give me that email address again if somebody wants to email you. Uh, they can email Deanne,
1: D-E-A-N-N, at chaselawmb.com. And tell them again, text bizlaw to 26786 and get a free ebook on the top five legal mistakes small business owners make.
0: There you go. Lots of great information for free. For free, everybody. Thank you, Deanne. Okay, everybody, that's our show. Thank you for joining us, and be sure to tune in tomorrow morning for Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now.